The book docs is a really simple idea, just like Gardner's Question Time, but without the artichokes. From up and down the country, we've asked readers, some heavy, some occasional, to tell us what they last read, the kind of books they like, and what they're looking for. Then we're going to find out what the book doctors recommend. These two are good. They're both past national and regional winners of the British Book Awards Indie Bookshop of the Year. They really know their stuff. So I'm going to start like the umpire on Gladiator, if anyone remembers Gladiator. Mari, are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, Nick, are you ready? I am ready. Okay, right off. First off, we're going to head north of the border. So our first reader is Beth. Beth's 18. She's from Edinburgh, but she's studying law French in Glasgow. The last book she read was The Stepford Wives. And funny enough, I only think of that as a film. And what she tends to like, uh, mystery novels, occasionally a bit of Agatha Christie, she says. Comedy, she just got into comedy with Delete This at Your Peril. She's looking maybe for something more at the kind of the drama kind of book. Mari. Well, I'm standing here and I'm looking at all my Christmas mysteries because we, we love them at this time of year but for exactly that reason, that you want some entertainment but you're a bit tired and there's nothing like a good murder. <laughs> um, and one of the joys of this time of year is, of course, everybody digs out some wonderful either retro ones from the British Library collection like the Christmas card crime. There's a couple of lovely compilations with some big authors in it. There's one called The Very Murderous Christmas and the other one's called Murder on Christmas Eve. Um, I also like them because, of course, you aren't generally allowed to kill your relatives and usually by then you would like to. Um, so um, that's one of my first thoughts because also the nice thing about a crime novel is, some of you is if you are busy and your head's busy, it is a book you can pick up and put down and I mean that not with any disrespect. There are other books you want to envelop yourself in and stay with. That's probably where I would send her initially, as a bit of entertainment. Nick, what were your thoughts? So I had two thoughts. The first one is, uh, because I, I think we heard the best, like, the sort of Agatha Christie-style mystery, but also she sort of sounded like open to something a little bit different, some sort of twist on it. So the book that's kind of been doing so, so well just recently that fitted that, I thought, was The Seven Lives of Evelyn Hardcastle. Oh, yeah, by, good call. Um, good call. Yeah, because I, I just think that's, you know, it, it's got that, it's good, you know, for those who don't know about it, essentially it, it's set at a glamorous ball and, and the main uh, character, if you like, Evelyn, is murdered. But then you sort of throw in a twist of Groundhog Day and she will be murdered again day after day after day until the guest, Aidan, who we sort of follow, uh, can solve the mystery as he repeatedly sees the same crime happen from these different perspectives. Uh, and any other, this is a series that we often talk about with people who like Agatha Christie, uh, just because it's a sort of very light, good to read at Christmas, kind of homage to the country house murder, this series of books that's been going well, for a good few years now by Alan Bradley. And the first one was called The Sweetness at the Bottom of the Pie. Which, uh, where he's got an 11-year-old uh, detective who's so precocious you want to clip around the ear. And that's kind of the fun of it. And she's called Flavia de Luce. But yeah, those are great fun. Well, I hope that's worked for Beth. Those sound fantastic. I hadn't heard of Alan Bradley, so that's a great pick from you. Let's go down the age scales now. So next up, we got Emmy. Emmy lives in Hertfordshire. She's in year five in primary school. Now, I reckon this must be a kind of a classic one that you probably hear quite a lot. The last book she read was Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And she's looking for a book similar to the Harry Potters in, in the sense that there's a dramatic twist. So what are we going to give Emmy? I think there's some wonderful collections out there for her. Um, I mean, staying on the magical theme, you've got the wonderful House of Secrets series by Chris Columbus and Ned Fazzini, which different kind of magic, but they have a tremendous pace on them. I mean, I had one nine-year-old tell me recently she didn't think there was a more exciting book ever written, oh, which, brilliant. you know, is what you live for. 
And again, slightly over one, the spell chasers set by Larry Dawn is just again, they pick them up and they're just enraptured by them. The first one's called The Beginner's Guide to Curses. And again, they've got great pace and action in them. And I suspect that's one of the things she might have liked about Harry. It's not just the magic, it's the pace on it. Oh, Nick, I think you're going to struggle to trump those suggestions, aren't you? Yeah, probably, but I've got, I, they're, they're very fine ones. Actually, I'm going to, I've sort of hastily wrote down the first one because I confess <laughs> I'm not even sure whether we stock that, so I'm going to have to get on to that. Yeah, no, so I've got a nine-year-old uh, daughter uh, who's in who's in your fight, and she, she uh, got sucked completely into the world of Harry Potter. And actually, having watched her experience of it, what I tend to do is try not to find anything that's too close uh, as the sort of antidote to Harry Potter because I just found that I find that there are so many sort of that just don't quite live up to the way children seem to engage with those books so the, the thing that my daughter embarked on afterwards was completely different full of mystery but completely different was the Ruby Redford series by Lauren Child but something that's a bit closer in sort of darkness twists and turns is a place called Perfect by Helena Duggan which is set in a sort of slightly dystopian town a town that the main character Violet is is uh, forced to move to and she can't really understand why and everyone has appalling eyesight and everyone loves to drink tea and there's this kid called boy that only she can see and there are all these sort of weird little oddities and you just it, it, genuinely as a grown-up reading it with her uh, i found it very difficult to tell which direction a lot of these twists and turns were going to it had a surprising amount of darkness in it which at least that characteristic i think is is kind of yeah matches up to jk rowling's uh, uh, writing that sounds quite old for a nine-year-old. Well, no, yeah, I, I, in a way, so the writing isn't. Uh, yeah. I think you could, I wouldn't go, we don't go much younger than I mean, a confident sort of eight-year-old, it's got a lot of tension in it. There's a few, you know, few Harry, relatives you know, go missing. The but, Harry um, Potter books are full of death. Yeah, they so. are. Yeah. They are, but yeah, and, it, for, if, and there's plenty of nine-year-olds out there who've read all the Harry Potter books, and, uh, yeah. and by the end of it, they're getting pretty dark. Yeah. I mean, the other set that, that chimes that way is actually the Murder Most Unladylike Mysteries, oh, yeah. which are fabulous for that age group and I think the first one actually starts with suicide but never mind Um, they're a cross between Agatha Christie and Enid Blyton, Murder in a Boarding School and the little girls Robin Stevens, an amazing series because again they just seem to get gripped by them and off they go Yes, and I must say, this 45-year-old woman really enjoys those. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Yeah. I've written down a place called Perfect. I think The Holy I Grail for me... I don't know that me, one either, no. The Holy Grail for me is a book that my son will enjoy and I will really genuinely enjoy as well. And that's yeah. what that sounds like that might be doing for yeah, us. Yeah, and, and it is, I tell you another thing, it is brilliant because it has it genuinely... Violet and, and Boy are a, are a genuine sort of boy-girl double act that, you know, you can, it doesn't have a fixed gender appeal either way. Well, that's brilliant. Now, We've got one final one. You'll have to bear with me on this one. This is Maureen from Shropshire, who's also my mum. So you you better get this one right. So she last read Claire Tomalin's Life of My Own, and she loved Gilead, Marilyn Robinson, which I bought her last Christmas. So one each for my mum. I've got a thinking hat on. I'm going to take the costume first. I'm just going round my head going, OK, I'm, going to, I'm looking at my table here because I've got the bunch of walking around my shop just now. I'm going to say Patrick Gale's Take Nothing with you. I love Patrick Gale. I challenge anybody not to enjoy one of his books. Oh, yeah. you haven't met my mum. She'll take the well, challenge. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, if she meets Patrick, she'll be in love. So there you go. <laughs> I would say, well, the novelist... Please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and listen to us on the website at thebookseller.com where you can also find out about all the books we've mentioned.
Thanks to Tom Tivnan and Kira O'Brien, and thanks very much to Nigel, and thank you to the magnificent Sarah Perry. What a treat oh, it was! It's about faith with a small F as well, you know. Which is also Robinson has that as a theme in her writing, and I would probably start with Plain Song. Plain Song, right? And she so. might enjoy Richard Russell if she can find him. He's not easy to find him. Join us in January for something very special. Thanks a lot, Nick. Thanks, Mari. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for asking us. Bye. Bye. Bye.